0: Greetings and welcome to Beatle Stuffology, We're two old friends sit about and talk BS. Beatle stuff on a track-by-track track basis, pretty much for the sake of it. My name is J.G. McQuarrie and I'm here with my co-host Andrew Deacon. Say hi, Andrew. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, I'm a bit grumpy this week, um, but I will try and find some positivity in the song that we are covering. How are you doing this week?
1: Well, I'm, I'm doing okay, but I, I did have to deal with a, um, a situation this morning uh, which I'm pretty sure that George Martin in recording the Beatles didn't have to put up with when the cat brought in a bird um, just as I was uh, getting ready to uh, uh, start to record. And I thought I'd have to uh, to bury this poor uh, dead bird. When I say bury, I mean put in a bag in the bin um, and, and went off to get the box and then came back and the bird had gone. Um, it had not flown at that stage. It was just hidden behind the sofa to get away from the cat having quite cannily played dead for a period of time um so there you go the bird had not flown nor had sung so the beagle's references are fairly limited nor was it a blackbird um so yeah but it has now gone into the wider world to be run over by a car eaten by another cat or some bigger bird (laughs) well <laughs>
0: we sure are keeping the positivity flowing this week excellent um i'm sure cleverer people than us could manage to work in lots of uh, lots of unnecessary uh song titles there but let's not bother and just crack on with uh when i get home uh so we carry on through um side two of a hard day's night uh with a song that i cannot describe in any other way other than with the word filler uh, what do you think
1: of it, though? <laughs> filler. I I thought when playing my JG Macquarie Bingo, I thought you might have gone for Peppy or Jaunty, um, but I I wasn't going for filler. Um, I I kind of see what you mean, um, but there's also something quite fun about it in a in a lightweight kind of way. Um, you know, that you sort of get the feeling that. Um, um, they're almost on the beach at this stage, aren't they? Because they this this was the last thing they recorded for the album, uh, at the start of June nineteen sixty four. No doubt, looking forward to their their arduous tour ahead. Um, and you can just sort of feel that that there is a you know that end of term feel that perhaps they'd brought in board games, wearing their own clothes. Um, maybe they were even going to have a, um, a disco in the afternoon, and um, and just having a, whatever fun they could possibly have, because yeah, although it's slight filler, if you will, it is also at least upbeat and energetic. We'll give them that. Surely you'll give them that.
0: Uh, I mean, it's definitely upbeat and energetic. There's not, there's no doubt about this. It, it's very. Um...
1: You're going to say filler again, I don't know. aren't you? It...
0: <laughs> I, was, I was I was fighting the urge to, to 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 uh to concede the pep, but um but I don't think I'm going to. I think it's a little bit too raw to describe it as peppy. Uh, it's got quite a quite a raw vocal from Lennon on it, and it's it, it it that that slight um slight abrasiveness. I feel um means that this one doesn't earn a pep so for everyone who had pep in their bingo cards i'm sorry no no house for you today but it's it's i mean it's fine it's not a it's not a bad song it's it clips along at a fair old rate i mean it's not a it's not a classic for the edges, but that's fine it it it, it keeps itself amused it's only a little over two minutes and it's got the kind of you know that this kind of very um bluesy feel to it i think one of the things that's increasingly obvious is that you know um we've mentioned before in the podcast about you know mccartney coming up with camp by me love and one of Lennon's reactions to that was basically to go away and write the bulk of this album but I think one of the things that becomes increasingly clear as we go through it is that a lot of the songs that he then went away and wrote are kind of similar. This is another song which is based around 7th, so it's mostly A7th, D7th, G7th, and then there's um, a bit of uh, A minor, uh, C and F, and that's it. Um, it's kind of similar to a lot of songs it is as we discussed in the previous episode and I'm very proud of myself for actually remembering this to throw in a link Uh, it is a horizontal construction um and uh that's fine um but it's yeah that's why I describe it as a little bit filler there's there's nothing wrong with it but it's just a bit kind of semi when when you compare it to yeah quite a few songs on the album
1: so i like the 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 intro especially the whoa uh," you know i I think that's good and that works that sort of leap into falsetto i think when they do it let's see one two three four times in a a two and a bit minute song you you could argue that that it's, it's either one of those things that you you like or really starts to grate on you um it's a nice device it works at the start as an introduction um, but then when it becomes clear that, that they've obviously had the conversation in, in the studio say, so, Well, we're not sure how to start this, and George Martin probably presses the button on the intercom from the booth saying, Boys, why don't we do that thing where we, we stick the um the the chorus um you know at the start of the song? You know, oh okay, yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine, because like we haven't done that thirty-three times already so far. Um, you know, that's when it can it can start to grate. So there's there's nice things in it. Um, but it does feel um, you know, a little bit slight, um, you know, choppy. I mean, there is that jauntiness to it, but you know, you you wouldn't necessarily say there's like a a flowing rhythm to it. It feels the guitars feel a bit choppy as well, don't they? So it's um, yeah, it's it, it's fine, and 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 I think when it comes to it as well, you can sort of tell. I think how much time was spent on it from the lyrics. Because they are, I mean, it's just chucking in a few kind of cliches as and when, isn't it? It is one of those ones where you don't feel as though they're worth spending a huge amount of time on um, individually, perhaps within the sort of the greater context to find, to have a think about the whole, as it were, to see what kind of patterns there are. But, you know, that whole sense of, um, you know, gonna see my baby today, I got a whole lot of things I've got to say it's fine i mean i suppose at best we could have a conversation about americanisms because there's lots of you know woes and gunners and gotters um and commands but is that a conversation that you want to have
0: um i'm not sure that this is a song which quite manages to justify that actually funnily enough i think it might be a conversation we have in the next episode when we're talking about you can't do that um but i think for this one i mean yes but i i, I agree with you they're, they're kind of the, they're such sort of stock phrases which are just getting thrown out now it will be familiar to the audience it will be familiar to um the band and it just it gets things it gets things going although you know one small thing to say in its favour, it's not every song that can work in the word trivialities uh, into its lyric without it sounding slightly awkward. Um, but actually, it kind of kind of fits quite nicely in this. Um, so well, there's There is. bit of there.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, um, apologies, listener, for the, the classic professionalism there. Um, th- there's one line in particular that r- really screams didn't have a clue and just needed to put something in quickly before they recorded it and that's I'm gonna love her till the cows come home
0: <laughs> that well known expression
1: well there's, there is funny enough there is something similar um, in um, I think I'll cry instead as well where he does talk about um, <laughs> excuse me I've got a chip on a shoulder that's bigger than my feet but but at least he's, you, you, you get the thing he's trying to be Humorous there Albeit within a sort of a dark tone Um, Whereas on this one You just sort of think I need a line Somebody give me a line Um, And if I was being particularly mean I'd say this is probably one That someone just shouted at him um, Said, so why don't you do it like this? Go, fine. It scans. I'll stick it in. The sad thing is, is that it's
0: got that line in it, but this song doesn't have a cowbell on it. I mean, if ever there was an opportunity screaming for like a merging of lyric and musicality, I mean, that's that's where you want to get your
1: cowbell in, surely. Well, I suppose the other the other thing, you know, lyrically, that that I mean, if we're not going to sort of um, talk about the Come On, you know, which is is referencing themselves perhaps, but also kind of very much an Elvis sort of thing. And, you know, we're not going to sort of get into all of that. Um, I suppose then we could talk about the um, one of the themes that does sort of run through a fair bit of, of uh, Lennon's writing at this point, which is about coming and going, um, you know, about being away from, from a girl and coming back to a girl um, and then going away again and, and coming back. And, you know, he's, he's walking out the door. Um, in this he's also coming home um, and he's thinking about the things he's going to say when I get home but then I'm going to love her more till I walk out that door and I suspect that door just happened to rhyme with more but there is that coming and going and that's also something that seems to be in again things like I'll cry instead as well Um, and I suppose to an extent as we'll talk about with things like you can't do that. Um oh and and of course hard days night, but when I get home to you, I know the things that I'll do. So there's there's that sense of um, hey, if you wanted to get deep, should we get deep for a minute? We could get deep. Let's let's get all Freud on no, 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 no. and, and talk about separation anxiety. Because you know what? I bet no one's ever thought of Lennon as having separation anxiety ever before. I'm sure that's a completely original thought, isn't it?
0: Well, you know, uh, see, so sure, I'm, 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 I'm bold. This, this is the content we come here for, you know. Uh, that that's we, we're providing the kind of insight nobody else could ever reach for in a, in a million years. Uh, it, it's interesting because we've we've mentioned a couple of times about um, songs in this album which could be interpreted as being autobiographical or semi-autobiographical, but there's no real, I don't think, sense that, that this one is. If you want to talk about separation anxiety, um, you know, I mean, obviously, Cynthia's at home with Julian at this point. You know, he's all traveling the world, so there's going to be plenty of coming and going. It's natural that that's going to be something which is on his mind. Um, but there's no real sense that this is actually about anything other than yeah, stock phrases which are being put together. I don't, I don't think that this lyric has enough in it that it could really be pushed in any kind of um direction, unless unless you uh unless you want to suggest that he's maybe doing it subconsciously um that it's it's conscious possible, isn't it I Yeah, guess. reaching
1: reaching do you do you not remember your degree man um is it subconsciously reaching for those things that have affected him and deep down maybe the whole lot of things he's got to tell her he's he's got to tell his mother maybe anyway i know that's that's maybe. not the case i I know it's it, it's a stretch but it's it's just an interesting thought that um you know it's a little bit like um i think um was it um, Crowded House, um, one of those bands, and then Neil Finn, there was an album where he had lots of references to kitchens, for example. You know, Things Ain't Cooking in My Kitchen, was it Woodface, and um, uh, REM's document has lots of references to fire, um, you know. So, I mean, subconsciously, um, you know, a writer can be plucking similar things together. It doesn't necessarily have to mean anything, It could just maybe mean that they haven't got a particularly great imagination at that stage because they're so quiet, uh, so tired, and in such a rush and absolutely high on whatever drugs they're taking. Um, That's more of a reference to Lennon than Neil Finn or Michael Stipe, by the way. I should just point out, as they're alive. (laughs)
0: Important clarification there. Yeah, <laughs> do I not remember my degree? I barely remember what degree, what ye- what decade I did my degree in. Never mind. what are always on the edge of course at this stage. Uh, we'll gloss over that for the time being. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, and you know, it's. It, I mean, it's a difficult one with Lenin because he 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 spent so long intentionally obfuscating his real meaning that you know anything that comes through, whether it's subconscious or or not, is is always is always open to. Always open to interpretation, but again, I just feel that there's so little in the lyric here. Like I, like, I agree with what you said earlier on when you were talking about this feeling like it was a, like an end of term kind of uh song. It, it feels like, oh, right, we're done with it, walk out the door. Let's let's go and have a nice summer holiday, um. Although not the cliff Richard variety, and um. <laughs> I guess you've got to draw the line somewhere, um, and and. I think that's true. And I, I, I think that's true musically. And it's definitely true lyrically. It's just, a, you know, it's the last exam paper that you need to get through. So you write something a little bit more lighthearted or a little bit less kind of demanding than, than the other ones. I, I think song probably suffers a little bit from sequencing as well when it comes to the lyric as well, because we've just covered things we said today and you know when we were talking about that in that episode we were you know praising this kind of like new perspective and the idea of kind of like um, future nostalgia and it's you know by the standards of 1964 uh Beatles it's pretty lyrically sophisticated um and then you kind of run smack into this which is pretty much the polar opposite it's 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 just a few words hither and thither upon upon the page and uh, and so yeah it probably doesn't really benefit from its sequencing place either
1: well i i think um i'm gonna um n- not contradict but I, I i've got a funny feeling that the the future nostalgia thing was we, we filed under uh things that everybody already knows about so we're, we're not really going to talk about but I've, I've got a funny feeling that even sure. with things we said today it kind of has that veneer of sophistication but actually when you 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 stab at it a little bit um, you realize that it's just a bunch of words that don't really make a huge amount of sense so in that respect i'm going to and and dear listener gasp in horror defend Lenin here because agree. at least this is coherent nonsense it's it's a theme it's an idea it's um you know it's it's consistent in its banality
0: okay well that's that's an approach I, I think i would go the other way and say if if uh things we said today have has a veneer of uh veneer respectability or veneer of of quality at at least it has a veneer which is which is more than can be said for this but i don't want to be too hard on this because again like it's it's just a uh, a bouncy little song <laughs> i managed to avoid pep and jaunty it's just a bouncy little song which and you know it, it fulfills its function that's that that's fine it, it doesn't really need anything other than you know shuffle the deck of random americanisms oh here we are we've got a lyric right come on let's go down the pub um and that's
1: fine you
0: know that's okay
1: yeah you know, it's it's um you know stick this in um oh i don't know herman's hermit's catalog it's it's the, another one of our constant themes isn't it and it would be the best song they ever recorded. So um, okay, yeah, yeah it's it. it's that that whole problem of sticking it on the same album as things we said today and um, I should have known better and and I love her and of course it's not going to match up to that, but it doesn't mean it's not um, you know perfectly decent in its own right and and I think and um, that's one of the things that we constantly need to laud the Beatles for um, the standards are are so high. Um, and and at least as well it doesn't drag you know it's, it's oh, it definitely doesn't. Drag. You know, apart from the whoa, wo wo whoa, but you take that out and then that's that's going to get it down to about 1 minute 20 but it's it's got that good pace um to it that, that just sort of drives it along and and before you know it um you you're through and ready for um the amazing guitar intro that that opens with um, you can't do that but let's not get onto that just yet
0: no, well, and I think, you know, the music side of things needs to be discussed as well. And it is, you know, it's a pretty tightly put together little song. You know, it's it's uh, everybody's like doing the thing that they do well, which, you know, it doesn't sound like it's the most remarkable observation of the world because it's not. Uh, but, you know, like everybody's everybody's like doing the thing they need to do. It's another example of, you know, nobody's showing off. It's, it's They're doing the right things for the song. And, um, I mean, none of it is, you know, it's not a classic McCartney bass line. It's not a brilliant Ringo uh, outing, but it's just, it's it's right for the song. It does, they all do the things that they need to do. And that's that's fine. I mean, I quite like the falsetto intro. I, actually, I do kind of want to praise that a little bit more, because uh, I do think that's an interesting way of starting the song. And I, I, I think the... The, the, the tight vocals on that introduction are probably the best moment of the song, um, which I don't mean to sound as pejorative as, as it probably comes across. The rest of the song is rubbish, I imply, which is not what I'm trying to say. Um, but it's it's just, that's a really, it's a really strong, uh, it's a really strong intro. And I know it's the same, yeah, like you mentioned, it's the same trick that they've done many times before, just just start with the chorus. but uh, but But the way that it starts kind of high and then kind of falls down into the verse like that is 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 nice it, it works well and and you know we've got um paul and george on on the harmonies and it's just it's 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 i mean it's a job of work but it's doing a good job of work
1: yeah i suppose that's one of the um um the other things that, that we need to remember is is that we're still in the early days of um recording this kind of music and and actually yeah fast forward another 6 or 7 years and you wouldn't be starting songs in this way fast forward another 2 or 3 years and you're not starting songs in this way um you know fairly soon as as the album becomes much more of a, a of a product and a polished product you know length over the number of songs becomes more important and introduction setting the mood through instrumentation and building towards the start of the vocal coming in becomes much more of a thing. So the fact that the Beatles are are still doing this crashing, um, you know, introduction through singing a key part of the song is fantastic. And, you know, and you can forward on even to, you know, a couple of albums time with one of the the best examples of it with help, you know, all you think of in the main is, is that, that introduction um, and just that explosion of the word help as this this sort of major appeal so yeah i it's fine i like it if you're good at something you know, keep doing it why not i haven't got a problem with that like us in this podcast just keep doing it regardless of whether or not anyone is listening
0: somebody's listening somebody's listening i mean not a lot of someone's but someone's listening so you know <laughs> let's let's not patronize the small audience we've got eh
1: <laughs> no that's fine that's fine yeah well, as long as they keep downloading, they might not make it all the way through the episode. So that's fine. So they might not even hear this. But um, actually, you yeah, well, no, know, we, yes. we should say it is, it's nice that, that, that people are joining us um, with the new episodes, but actually it is encouraging to see that people are going back through previous episodes. So if you are doing that um, and you want to let us know what you think, perhaps even let us know um, which songs we we got right which songs you profoundly disagree with with our our view of as well then um, that could be an opportunity for you to to get in touch and does it sound like i'm stalling despite the fact that this could be our shortest episode ever
0: uh, it does slightly sound like you're stalling, but it does also give me a perfect opportunity to lead into our You Can Really Get A Hold Of Us section, which we didn't do at the top of the show because that's, again, the kind of professionalism that you've come to expect from this podcast. Oh, shall we just score it? And then we'll do that. And then that's us done. So we don't really have anything else to say about this. It's, look.
1: it's pretty standard. It's good fare, but it's standard fare. And and so, you know, on current rating system, it's, it's your classic six out of 10. Thank you very much. Job done. Uh, very much enjoyed it.
0: Uh, lovely. Uh, I think I'm. I'm hovering between five and a half and six. I should just go for six, right? Just so that I don't. Uh... I, I don't know why
1: you're overthinking it. It's it's it. You know, you've you've got ten choices. Um, or, unless of course we're counting zero as an option. Um, you know, it's it's obviously not going to be uh, ten. 9, well, what
0: are you going to rate, Mister Moonlight? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, on current scoring, it's not one, two, three, four. Uh, and it's not seven eight nine ten, so you know your choice are limited and um, we're gonna have an amnesty episode at some point so you can change your mind. so first number that comes into your head on three two one go
0: six, I'll call it six, and we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right. Well, you really can get a hold of us. Uh, you can contact us by email. We are Beatlesstuffology at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Beatles ology. And you can find more of my blog at or more of my writings at my blog, I should say. God, how many times have I read this? Anyway, never mind. ww.jgvacquarry.scott. Uh, and you can read some of Andrew's writing at ww.stuffology.co. Uh, Please also check out my other podcast, which is every bit as professional and as well-informed as this one. uh, Talking Trek to you, where Anub and an expert go through the original Star Trek series episode by episode. Please like, rate and review us on whatever podcast you're using so that more people can find the show. Um, Next episode, we carry on with the second last song on A Hard Day's Night, which means you can't do that. And as always, we hope you're going to join us for it. But... Until then, keep listening.